everybody, and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency management and emergency preparedness to make sure that you're ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster. To talk about this week's theme, we really need to go back to October of 2016 and think about Hurricane Matthew. When we think about the residents that were affected by Hurricane Matthew, which is really just a tropical storm in our community, you have to think about the people that lost their homes to fallen trees and to flooding, and think about the people that had to evacuate out of the area and used every ounce of money that they had and weren't able to pay rent or their mortgage or to buy food later on that month. There were a lot of people that really relied on faith-based partners and the nonprofit community to help them get through this ex exceptionally trying time. One of my jobs after Hurricane Matthew was to try to help these individuals and work directly with the faith-based and nonprofit community. Unfortunately, we didn't have a great system to keep track of what these nonprofit members were doing, what the faith-based community was doing, and we didn't really have a big picture of what was happening with these partners in our, in our area. About six months into disaster recovery, I was reached reached out to uh, by Step Up Savannah, which is a local nonprofit that works with economic opportunities and financial security. And they were contacted by the Walmart Foundation. And they said to me, hey, we have the ability to create a position within the SEMA office with an AmeriCorps VISTA. And I was like, what in the world is an AmeriCorps VISTA? And, and what would they help me do? And they said they really want this position to help with community outreach to make sure that our residents were more prepared for future disasters, but really try to help with this nonprofit and faith-based community connection so that we could be a more resilient community moving forward. Today, I'd like to introduce my first guest, which is our very first AmeriCorps VISTA, and that is Mr. Eric Parks. Eric, I'm so incredibly excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me today. Awesome. All right. And Eric was so incredible. And you guys, when I say Eric was incredible, I mean, truly an amazing person from the second that I met him. He would do anything for anybody. And it truly showed throughout his time. During Eric's time, he worked from April 2017 to April 2018. And during his time, we had Hurricane Irma in September of 2017. He left his home. He left his spouse. And he said, you know what, I need to work in the emergency operations center and I need to help our community members. He was just truly incredible. And about halfway through his term as a VISTA, we decided that regardless of funding, where it was gonna come from, we knew we wanted another VISTA. We wanted to support this program on a, on a community-wide level. So we set off to search literally across the entire country and we found our second VISTA. Um, who is my second partner in crime here today, Miss Bethany Peel. Um, we pulled her all the way from Spokane, Washington. And yes, it is Spokane and not Spokane. Thank you, Bethany. Um, as I mispronounced it the first time that I talked to her. Bethany, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. So now that I've introduced my two guests, Bethany, I'd love for you to start us off just very, very quickly. I keep saying this term VISTA, I've explained the two of you, can you give us an idea of what in the world a VISTA is and why someone would want to do that program? Sure. Um, so the AmeriCorps VISTA, it stands for Volunteers in Service to America. So a VISTA isn't necessarily just a person. 
it is an entire organization. And so um, when someone becomes a VISTA, they are dedicating a year of their life to full-time service within a local community agency or nonprofit organization that is devoted to being able to help alleviate poverty through different mechanisms. Um, and with SEMA, that, that was through community preparedness and recovery from um, the hurricanes that we saw. Um, to be a VISTA, um, it requires that you have a college background, um, but there isn't really an age restriction on it. So we've seen VISTAs um, in the Savannah area everywhere from my young age of 21 um, to at that time, not that young now, but um, 21 at that time to uh, VISTAs that um, one of the VISTAs I met while I was there served when she was in her 20s back in 1960 and was one of the first VISTAs in the US and is now a VISTA with, or was a VISTA with a local uh, food security agency in the Savannah area. So it really is something that anyone who has a college background can, can do to serve the community. I love hearing about this program. It really is incredible. And it's sad that I had no idea it existed before, you know, Step Up Savannah reached out to me in 2016. Um, so really great program. And Bethany, you did it justice by explaining that it was beautiful. All right, so I have a list of questions that I want, I'd love to get through. Um, Eric, I wanna start with you. How did you hear about the opportunity to work with us and why in the world did you decide to come hang out with me for a whole year? Well, funny enough, I actually heard about the VISTA opportunity with SEMA two different ways. The first way was a flyer sitting on the crossroads of Pennsylvania and President Street that I just happened to catch while waiting for the light to change. And I'm like, huh, that sounds like a nice opportunity for people. I wonder if someone's going to apply for it. Uh, the next chance I had to hear about it was from a, a co-worker of mine at the time who thought I would be interested in it because she knew about my interest of being more involved with the community in our area, uh, more so with science, but I feel like this was a good way of, you know, getting my feet wet, learning about what it takes to interact with the community and what kind of resources are there in order to help those who have been impacted due to severe weather events. Beautiful. Bethany, what about you? Why did you want to come hang out with me for a year? Well, um, I figured out during college that I really loved emergency preparedness and that I wanted to go into not, not only a life of service, but also go into a life of continuing to help the community not only recover from disasters, but become more resilient. So I thought I'd go into an EMA straight out of college and they all told me, no, you need experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had had my, um, I'd been told no and no and no. And I was kind of like, Jesus, help a girl out. Not even joking. I said, Jesus, help a girl out. And um, this opportunity came up. Now, it wasn't my first time looking for an AmeriCorps opportunity. I actually started looking at Peace Corps, AmeriCorps, but it was kind of on the back radar. Um, and then it came out and not only was it emergency preparedness and emergency management, but it, it also incorporated some of the key programs that I had experienced during college, such as the community emergency response team and community education around all kinds of hazards from hurricanes to um, home fires. And on the plus side was also somewhere warm, sunny, where it didn't rain every day. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> That is fantastic. Yes, as I mentioned earlier, Bethany on three weeks notice, I actually I don't think I mentioned this part, on three weeks notice 
two weeks notice, and it's been a while, drove across the entire country in her poor little car that she called Gramps. Hey, I love Gramps. <laughs> it was, it was pretty amazing. And she was able to do it in such a short time frame because we wanted Eric to be able to train her. So it was, it was truly magical and, and very appreciative of all of your guys' efforts there. All right, Eric, we'll jump this one back to you. And I'm super excited to hear about this. What is one assignment that you worked on that taught you a valuable lesson while you were here with us? <laughs> that is a good question. So one assignment that taught me a very valuable lesson was actually working with the disaster recovery team with some of the nonprofit and faith-based organizations. More so because I've never had the opportunity to work with that many groups before or actually try to figure out, well, who has this resource or who normally deals with this group of people or has this kind of um, uh, information available. That's not something I ever thought I would have a chance to interact with. So it was a good far-flung difference from what I had any experience doing. So it really gave me a better idea of what was necessary to uh, bring all these groups to the table. It also taught me a good deal of patience about learning that the process isn't going to be settled in one day. It takes time. It takes a few building blocks of getting it from point A to point B, where we're not just staying around a table talking about what can we do, to actually being available and have these resources available when something does happen. So I'd have to say that taught me a lot because I'm starting to apply some of those concepts now in the work that I'm currently doing. That's, was, I don't know what else to say other than that's beautiful, Eric. And it is such a life lesson working with nonprofit or any type of community is, is having patients to be able to understand what they do, how they do it, and their, their purpose and passion behind it. So that's, that's fantastic. And I'm really excited that you learned that lesson. All right, Bethany, what is a valuable lesson that you learned while you were working on an assignment? I would say um, for me, the assignment that I learned was um, I went into working with you guys thinking I was a great community speaker. <laughs> Straight out of college, I'd survived some presentations. Um, and then I got started doing weekly and sometimes more than once a week community education presentations along with building them. And through that, not only did I learn the importance of practicing and knowing what you're going to say ahead of time, but I also learned that it was okay to not have the answer on the spot. And the importance of taking that information then of the person that asked and letting them know, hey, I don't actually have the answer for that, but let me follow up and get back to you. And then the importance of following up and how that helps build trust within the community and build trust with other agencies. That's fantastic. And I think back to when you first started as a VISTA, Bethany, and, and doing your presentations and you would start and you're like, oh no, that doesn't sound good at all. We're gonna start this over again. And I kind of looked and I'm like, well, we can't, you're halfway through your presentation. You gotta keep going. And you just kind of looking at me and be like, no, I get a redo. <laughs> no, you don't always get a redo. So, and to see you speak now and to see you speak at the end of your term as a VISTA, it's pretty fan, pretty incredible and, and beautiful. I keep saying those two words a lot, but that's how I feel about you guys. You're just both pretty incredible people. All right, I'll stop being sappy now. All right, Eric, what is um, one thing that you learned or you did during your VISTA experience that you think you're going to keep with you for the rest of your life? Different than maybe a lesson that you learned, but 
something that you just don't think that you'll be able to forget. That actually sums up a few different experiences, but to put it in a simpler context, the importance of being concise and exact with any information you're giving or putting out. I've learned that in a few different ways that one, you wanna make sure you are checking your message. When you're telling somebody that this bridge may or may not be open at this time, you wanna make sure that you know that it will or will not be open. I had that experience when I was, as uh, Chelsea previously said during Irma, speaking with different uh, law enforcement agencies, different citizens who either may or may not have evacuated during that time, as well as different uh, hospital groups who were saying, hey, can I come back in recently to uh, be present for our job? And I'm telling them, uh, you should be able to show up at this time, or I'm sorry, we don't have the information at the moment, just give us more time before we can tell you. That's certainly an experience I will never forget, uh, especially this one call where somebody was asking if a family member of theirs had actually evacuated because they did not know if anybody had helped them evacuate. This is something that I'm hearing and I'm just like, okay, just give me a moment and we'll try to get whatever information we can about this individual. So just being able to effectively translate any information you're given and making sure that the message you're giving out is one that appropriately fits the audience and clearly and clearly states uh, what you're trying to say is definitely one of the biggest life lessons and experiences I've had because there have been moments where I didn't check my spelling and I'm sending something up to the you know top brass there and it's like oh I misspelled emergency <laughs> that is not good oh Eric I love you. Yes, I think that we have all, Bethany definitely included, um, have learned <laughs> about spell check and uh, that some programs don't give you spell check and you need to read through things many, many times. Uh, yeah. That is a very valuable lesson, especially when you're dealing with public outreach and putting out all, all types of, of communication methods and, and different pieces. That's, yes, yes, please do that people. Listeners, pay attention. Bethany, what about you? What's an experience that you won't forget? Um, well, um, I'd say one of them is growing up in Eastern Washington, I did not really know a lot about hurricanes when I came down. And I think you'll appreciate this. The one thing I will never forget is that the cone of uncertainty is not the cone of death, but is instead the cone that tells you that like three or two thirds of the time, sorry, um, two thirds of the time that the eye of the storm may fall somewhere within the cone, but it doesn't tell you the, um, it doesn't tell you the intensity, it doesn't tell you the impacts. All it tells you is it might be somewhere in your area and you should turn to your local emergency management. Um, and I did not know that. I thought the cone when I moved was like, oh, that's where it's going. Um, and I don't think I'm ever going to forget now that it is not the cone of death. That's what they like to call it in Miami. So, um. <laughs> Bethany, I'm so proud of you for learning this lesson. And our listeners, if that doesn't make sense to you yet, I promise you that it will. Stay tuned for hurricane season when you get to hear me rant about the cone of uncertainty for an entire 20 minute segment. Get excited. Beautiful. All right, Eric, what was the most challenging part about being a Vista, you think? 
I would have to say the most challenging part of being a VISTA was just learning about the different agencies, but the different groups that we have to work with and the, I kind of want to say the social hierarchy that is made up of each one. It was very different working with volunteers for the first time, especially some who have many years of seniority going to the program at the beginning <laughs> that I am meeting for the first time and I'm trying to help uh, you manage these groups and be a point of contact for them through SEMA. And it's just interesting that I'm trying to do this when I am the one with the least experience and they know more than I do. And felt the same way working with some of the other groups when we're speaking with them for any kind of joint partnerships. It's like they know much more than I do. So I need to make sure that I am receptive and I'm responding to what they're saying and willing to be open to what advice they can give me while at the same time not becoming, um, I want to say at the same time not becoming too reliant on what they're saying because I also know I have a voice. I need to voice my opinion as well at the right time. So that's kind of one of the largest challenges I have being a VISTA. All right, I like it. Bethany, what about you? What was the challenge? I think one of the challenges that I faced was also one of the things that I learned out of being a VISTA and that was how to budget and how to deal with finances. So as a VISTA, you're not making the um, the, um, the big bucks. You are actually living um, right out where, where the poverty line is. And part of the reason for that is because as a VISTA, you're working with communities that are experiencing poverty and how are you supposed to understand the I want you to build an emergency kit when that person's thinking I have this much money to buy groceries for my family this month and it's not going to be enough how am I supposed to prioritize that and so having a tight budget while I was okay it helped me understand some of the struggles that my community faced and it also though um while there were some challenges we had great support net networks with um step up Savannah to be able to help with figuring out where you can live and stuff um, moving on two weeks notice. Um, but being able to like learn to budget and to live on a small amount has really helped me now that I'm in my next phase, phase of life and I have a real, real job, but continuing the budget, um, I don't think I necessarily had the skills that I thought I had before going to do my VISTA. That's Excuse me, I think that that's so important to mention is that the, the VISTA program as a whole is, is supposed to be this way, to teach you that you need to be able to be where you're talking to these other individuals. How can you expect them to you know, live this life and walk this path if you don't know what it's like to walk that path and, and kind of walk a day in their shoes as well? I think it's a really fantastic program that it thinks about those different components and puts you in them with the people that you're serving. It's, it's exactly what, one of the things that I love most about this program. All right, so one of the real reasons that I wanted to have our little family reunion here is that Step Up Savannah has called SEMA again and said, congratulations in 2021, you all will be getting another VISTA. So we did not have one in 2020, and I'm gonna say because of hashtag 2020, but we have the opportunity again in 2021. What would you all tell someone that's listening right now that's thinking about maybe becoming a VISTA that wants to know more about it? What's one piece of advice that you might be able to give them? Well, if you don't mind me starting first. Yes, please. Um, I kind of want to go off what Bethany said before. I really think that 
coming into this program, I would really appreciate people who come, who come into it with an open mind because they're going to be working with people who are at uh, different financial levels, different socioeconomic levels that you may not have uh, known what struggles they may, be, they may be experiencing or how this one event could impact their lives so drastically. That's something that I really came out with, especially living in the Savannah area. I had no idea about some of the different nonprofit groups and what they're doing for the area. And it makes me want to be more involved after you know, having that time during my VISTA, because I agree with Bethany, we're being paid at the poverty level in our area, that's not a lot of money. And you get to see how, okay, I need to make sure I have this and this set aside so I can, you know, evacuate if something happens, right? To make sure I have money set aside so I can better prepare myself if I lose, uh, you know, like half of the home I'm living in, this is what I need to have available. So just going in with an open mind and the intention to actually learn about how these different events may impact uh, some of these people and how they come back and impact your own community if you're not from the area, I think would be the most important thing to go into this program with. Wonderful, wonderful. Bethany, what about you? What's your piece of advice? I would tell them to, to, to do it, um, to just to, to jump in, like to jump in feet first, boots on the ground and, and to do it. Um, if it's something that you're interested in that you have questions, ask them. Um, Chelsea understands the program pretty, pretty well. She knows how to, how to reach us. And I think I can speak for both Eric and I and say, we'd be happy to talk to somebody who's interested in this program. Um, but this is where I thought I, I had an idea of what I was passionate about. And my AmeriCorps Vista with MSEMA solidified that. And so if you think you might be passionate about it, give it a try and just, just embrace the opportunity and everything that comes with it. Wonderful. Am I gonna make you cry? No, I'm not gonna cry, I promise. Wink, wink. Okay, so our time is starting to run short. Very, very briefly, I would love you to just explain what you're doing now and maybe like a quick sentence on how this helped you get there or helped you decide what your, what your next move was gonna be. Eric, we'll start with you for the last time. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually working with the City of Savannah Industrial Pretreatment Department, which is essentially helping to monitor the water within the area. I'm also going to school full-time working on my master's degree in marine science. And what's interesting is I'm taking my time working with VISTA and I'm making my, uh, part of my thesis is actually creating an activity that can be used to teach people about how the pre-treatment process is doing its job to help protect the waterways in our area and just what type of observations and what type of uh, uh, monitoring programs are in place to ensure that the rivers we have here are healthy and safe for you to be fishing, water sports, you know, what have you in the surrounding area. And I really enjoy that I can add this component to my thesis document because that's something that I've become more passionate about. And just including it means that I can help make a difference in my community by having this information available. Oh my gosh, Eric. I legitimately started crying a little bit when you were talking. You are such, such an amazing person. That is wonderful. And I'm so glad to hear that you're doing so well and that our time together really was impactful. 
And yeah. I'm very grateful for the VISTA program for bringing us together. All right, B, I call her B. Bethany, what's going on with you? Um, so following my own VISTA, I actually took a position with the American Red Cross as a disaster program specialist here in East Tennessee. Um, and my VISTA really was the full founding block for me getting, um, not only getting this position, but having the skills to do this position. Um, and I got introduced to the Red Cross and what their disaster response looks like while I was there working with the um, Coastal Empire Disaster Recovery Committee, which Cedric is that long-term recovery committee for Irma and Matthew, um, and working with community preparedness um, and then Chelsea's husband happened to work for the Red Cross. And so I got um, some mentoring into what it might look like to work for them and decided, you know, that's where my passion's taking me. Um, that's where God's calling me. So, okay, I thought I was staying on a beach, but here I come Tennessee. So I've been here for about a year and a half and absolutely love it and love working with my volunteers and working with the community and encouraging people to take preparedness seriously, embrace it, compassionate about it maybe they're interested and um to really be um to be part of the community in preparedness so well i think it goes without saying i'm so proud of both of you and what you've been able to accomplish and the time that we had together and then what you've been able to go on and do since our time together and i I'm very grateful to the VISTA program to step up Savannah for giving us this opportunity. And thank you guys for giving it 110% with everything that you did, whether it was creating documents, working with individuals, fo following a storm, whether it was going back and spell checking multiple times, whatever it was, um, you guys, you, you gave it your all and it, it shows. And I'm super excited about the next person that might have the opportunity to come do the same thing. So if you're listening and you are intrigued by it, you wanna know more, take a look at our website and go to www.chathamemergency.org. And you know that will give you a little bit of an idea of, about the vacant position. You guys can always reach out to me directly. 201-4500, give me a call. All right, so that is all the time that we've got this week. Um, I hope that you enjoyed our show. Stay tuned for next week's show where we are going to hear from Ron Morales from the National Weather Service. And he's going to talk about the National Skywarn Storm Spotter class and what you can do to make an impact in your community. I'll see you guys next week.